This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio and email the show via the Absolute Radio website because we don't have our own email address just yet. But it's on the way, apparently. Oh. Hot news. Oh. You'll be glad to hear about. Mm-hmm. Ooh, i tell you what I did uh, this week. I went to the Beano exhibition at uh, Somerset House. (laughs) Somerset House is in uh, London, a large conurbation in the southeast of England. And yeah, it was. uh, What are you laughing at? I just think it's quite funny. (laughs) Well, I do. The the clash of beautiful architecture and comic. um, Well, there's a lot of beautiful architecture in Beano Town, let me tell you. I can imagine. You should see Lord Snooty's castle. Is it mm-hmm. sort of etchings of Nasha or sort of There's some etchings of Nasha, yes. Of Walter the Softy. There's a sculpture <laughs> of um, the three bears sausage and mash stack. <laughs> it's really very... I, I mean, I, I have to say, I did, I did some great dadding the other day because oh, we went... Oh, I, took, I took my nine-year-old Boz, we went to the Beano exhibition... He got to fire a digital catapult at major works of art, firing um, fruit and vegetables. Come on. Well, that's good. And, um, and then we went to part one of the Harry Potter play, oh. which obviously he loved. Yeah, then we did Forbidden Planet, then McDonald's, then part two of no the way. Harry Potter play. I mean, come on. Dad Express. <laughs> I did a good job on that, I thought. Oh, I'll tell you something else. They had the first ever copy of the Beano. Beano number one, I believe it's called. And um, the cover star in those days was an ostrich <laughs> called um, Big Ego. Oh, I've got a few of those. Yeah. Well, exactly. I've known yeah. people that, you, that actually pronounce the word ego as ego. So I don't know if it was a pun. I think. I mean, I'm guessing in the ostrich context, it's about laying big egos. Mm. Yeah, and I've also that done that so. a few times. <laughs> <laughs> right, right back at you. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um, I, I've there was some interesting research about big ego. He had a good run. <laughs> he did ten years on the cover of the Beano, and then they did some audience research. This is serious. And the audience said they struggled to identify with mm. a bird. Um, That's what I get on this show. And they'd prefer, <laughs> <laughs> they, prefer a mammal that they could identify with. The, the, I read the actual report said that they prefer characters with four limbs like themselves, which is a bit... Um, you yeah. wouldn't get away with that now. And, um, and so, and as a result of this research, um, Big Ego got... Uh, <laughs> you stop saying Big Ego like it's a normal thing. Big Ego got sacked. And uh, Biffo the Bear, open brackets, mammal, uh, mm-hmm. close brackets, was introduced. So uh, that is an interesting piece of comic reasoning. <laughs> They can't identify with a bird. They're in a mammal. Imagine that meeting. There's Biffo the bear. Bears, are they mammals? Look that up, Jane, will you? That's not normally <laughs> the question, the rhetorical question that people ask about bears, but there you go. No, exactly. No. No. But, right. Well, I think birds do that as well. Well, I yeah, think we they're all out of safely say. It was all very fine, though. I'll tell you what, when I was in McDonald's huh? and... It suddenly occurred to me, Boz had his usual, the usual, please, uh, Jeff. He had the Happy Meal. Mm. Toy! Does he have uh, the equivalent of a tankard behind the bar? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be great. If he had a sort of enamelled um, small fries container. <laughs> um, but I was... He had a Happy Meal. Toy! And um, he, he said, you get the choice, book or toy. And I, my heart went into my oh. mouth, but no, he went toy. Um, but can an adult buy a Happy Meal? Would they sell me one? 
Oh. I think maybe they've decided that. one of that. the great questions <laughs> of is. modern life. I think happiness they've considered to be so unusual amongst adults that there's no point marketing the happy meal at them. The morose uh, meal, the morose snack um, is what, there should be a box like that. But I'd, if anyone knows 8, 12, 15, if I asked for a happy meal for me, would you know, sometimes in pubs you ask, can I have the child... Uh, Something from the child menu, and they'll say no if you're if you don't have a child. Yeah, there's no logic to that, surely. Can I buy a happy meal like twelve fifteen? Frank Skinner, Skinner. on Absolute Radio. Six six zero, Frank. Hmm. Says seeing as Frank has been to the Beano exhibition, it's a simple good morning to you all. Nasha off of Bedford, one of our regulars. Oh, Nasha yeah. oh, has got in okay. touch. Lovely. Okay. We've also had some communiques, haven't we, Al, regarding Happy Meals? Yeah. Uh, respect Amanda to Lynn, who says, uh, Morning, I always have a Happy Meal with milkshake and I'm 51 years old. <laughs> oh, good news. Uh, Book or tie, Lynn? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to know. I think they're doing uh, Mr Men uh, toy. And women at, at the moment. <laughs> Um, in fact, I think. Are there Mr. Women then? Yeah, there are Mr. Women. <laughs> but let's not go into that. Oh, I yeah, know. there's. I think nine, bars nine at three zero. Oh, go on. Nine three zero has told us they will sell you a happy meal. I get them every now and again. The chips are the correct size portion. I don't like that judgment there. Yeah, oh. others have got bigger appetites than others. Yeah, the idea that there's a correct size portion <laughs> of uh, of chips yeah. that is um, um, that's a bit nineteen eighty four. Bit bit too rigid for me there. Oh, <laughs> what about zero seven two? Who says? Hi, gang. Oh, gone very Beano. Yeah. Bagsby, Walter the Softy. Hi, gang. Walter the Softy isn't a Softy anymore. It was decided oh, that yes. that was an unfair power uh, balance. So he's now the Lord Mayor's son. He's become a sort of a a bit of height hair, tight hair. Oh, he's gone up even more <laughs> in my estimation. Um, Do you know the Beano wrote, actually properly wrote, a letter to um, Rhys Mogg saying... Mm. Um, Will you stop copying our... Uh, we have a copyright on Walter. <laughs> and you can, that's true, they had the letter at the exhibition. Sorry, uh, carry on. Um, 072, hi gang, you can buy a Happy Meal, but you have to act all casual like it's not for you. Oh, OK. Just say, he, he gives us an example, just say, hi mate, two Happy Meals please. Say nothing more. And they'll say, what, nothing for you, sir? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Be, no, I've already eaten, but my children. Yeah, I'll try. I'm going to have one next time. I might even have um, apple and grape supplement packet. Oh. We'll see. All right, calm down. That, silence has fallen on the room. He's not really going to do that. Is this ridiculous? <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah, they're battered, battered grapes and apple. Oh, I, nice. <laughs> I do like to order the child's meal sometimes because the thing is, I find the quarter pounder is too much, I find. Oh, man, I like it. Anyway, we shouldn't be okay. plugging McDonald's. I, yes, you're absolutely right. And can there I say are we are other... not paid by No, no, uh, we're not paid. Is anyone paid by McDonald's? I don't know. Even the people who work there, I'm not sure. <laughs> Back in the day, I went into a pub, went on tour, like waiting for a comedy gig, and, um, and they had those... Uh, Buy one meal or buy two meals for five ninety five type thing, you know, back in the day. Mm. And I ordered them both, but asked for the second meal to come a few minutes after the first meal. And, and ate them uh, both. I just ate, yeah, I ate two consecutive meals in a pub in somewhere like Milton Keynes. You know, Respecta. little snapshot into the life of a touring comedian. For yeah, you <laughs> yeah. I can't see you having an happy meal somehow. <laughs> Doesn't Me quite fit. <laughs> We have this in from Nigel Fern. Started watching Shane, and it's excellent. (laughs) (laughs) And other things I never thought I'd receive in 2021. And he continues, loving the sharp gags. 
Shane is my great um, failed sitcom. Well, the first series went out and I made, the, in case you don't, you're new to the show, we filmed, edited, dubbed, polished mm. and finished the second series and it's never been broadcast. Mm. There you go. And, and this is uh, part of the long campaign to make that broadcast happen, isn't it? Well, the, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. The trouble is, more or less every episode would have to end with someone's dates who died since we made it, do you know what I mean? Oh. And a picture of them. <laughs> picture of them from Spotlight. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the thing. We've also heard from Dave Thorne, who has said, and when were you going to tell us this, Frank? And he's shared a link to a Radio Times feature, oh, which yes. is headlined this, hashtag Doctor Who spin-off, Hashtag class was originally supposed to star Frank Skinner. Yes. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. I only read it this week myself. <laughs> I got it on my Doctor Who alerts. About um, yourself? That's amazing. I know. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know. So their so their plan was. I don't know if you remember class. I spoke about it on air. It was set at um, the school where. Two of the original Doctor Who companions were teachers, Barbara and Ian. And um, there had been an episode of Doctor Who where Peter Capaldi was a caretaker at the school. Uh, And the idea was to get another sort of caretaker figure, an older guy, and then a bunch of um, youth. Mm. There'd be some (laughs) youth in it. And uh, and and yeah, I was... um, I was top of the list, apparently, oh. for, the, for the caretaker figure. And then Patrick Ness, the writer, was introduced, and he said, oh, no. Not, not about me in particular, I think, oh. to be fair, but he said, you've got to empower youth. They don't want some older authority figure, and they've got to sort things out for themselves. And so oh. uh, the idea. So I was so close. Oh, so close That's to start. I actually really liked it as well. So, you know, what can you do? Well, he did say... And my dad was a school caretaker, so I had all the research. I grew up with a... They always make you play engineers or caretakers. I know, I wonder why that is. (laughs) And, um... (laughs) Yeah, when my dad was a caretaker, we had, um... We had so much Isal toilet paper, which he bought back from the school. And also stuff... Isal was the stuff famously sort of shiny, spiky toilet paper that um, people talk about. But we had this stuff which was called Fay, the oh, same as our, no. um, as our assistant producer, but I think she, she is as an E at the end. But it was called mm-hmm. Fay and it was scouring powder and it was sort of the poor man's, um, I don't know if you remember Vim and oh, Ajax, or as they call it, of course, in Holland... Ajax. <laughs> but, but Vim means energy, and Ajax is, is obviously a, a warrior from, uh, from Greek. There's no Hercules, is there? I would have gone for that if I but was... But Faye, it's kind of pixie, I think, F-A-Y. Well, so I, you know, I would say Arfe. Yeah. I'm calling her Arfe. Yeah. In the manner of our Keith. Yeah. As a member of the family. She's the least abrasive character I've ever met. Yes. And so, she doesn't scour, that's certainly true. Because no. I sent her into the building for hand sanitizer last week, and she came and said, "No, I've looked. I've looked um, in the foyer, and there wasn't any foyer. Yeah. What about the rest of the building? Did you scour? No. Ironic, really. Patrick hmm. is this character called Patrick Ness? Patrick Ness. He said, uh, his quote was, I remember they'd mentioned Frank Skinner as a possible idea, but I said, with the greatest respect to Frank Skinner... See, that's all right, I can handle that. But when someone says that, you know then that the killer blow's coming. Well, with slightly less Mm. respect, Patrick, uh, I think you've missed out. Well, (laughs) mm. I could see his point, really, that, you know, it's young people solving their own problems, something exciting about that. Yeah, let me know how that works out for them. Well, one series. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I, um, I uh, completed my tour this this week. Oh, uh, yeah. congratulations! How Thanks was it? Very much. It was um, 
I tell you, we drove, me and uh, Omar, my tour manager, mm-hmm. we drove to Poole in Dorset. And um, we listened to a 90-minute adaptation of Paradise Lost on Radio oh. 4, oh. which was a bit hard on Omar. But as I pointed out to him, he's a Fulham fan, and I said I did listen to the second half of Fulham QPR when I got in the car. So fair's fair. Presumably was, presumably was 45 minutes, though. That was 45 minutes. <laughs> and you might say it was easier listening. It was actually really good, the PL, I'd reckon. I, I don't mean the Premier League, I mean the Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had, don't mean the Premier Ian, League Ian either. Ian McKellen has, has melted. Oh. I, my eyes are tired. Yeah, um, yeah, so he was in it. And um, mm. Simon uh, Russell Beale. Oh, the, these Satan. are my people. Yeah, exactly. I see Ian maybe recording that with a with a, wa- a leather waistcoat of some sort. A leather waistcoat, yes. you think? Wow. <laughs> Glasses on a lanyard, dangling. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, where's the script, darling? Yeah. So uh, anyway, it was it was it was good. Um, I recommend it to you all. And uh, I stayed at Paul in the Hotel of Wine. Oh, yeah. nice. The Hotel de Van, as they call it in France. And uh, <laughs> readers, regular readers will know I have problems with the Hotel of Wine because they don't have numbers, the rooms. They are named after mm-hmm. wine. Yeah. And also, I don't like their slogan, money doesn't buy happiness unless you spend it on wine. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Oh, no. You'd dispute that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I would. Um, yes. Although there was a period where you drank alcohol-free wine and that made you quite happy for a while, didn't it? Um, yeah, relatively happy. Obviously not as happy as when I drank real wine. But <laughs> I just don't know if they should be pushing that. I suppose they are the hotel of wine. If you stay in there, you're asking yeah. for it. Anyway, I can never remember the name. And at last, I stayed in a room at the hotel of wine that I could remember the name of. And it oh. was called Crystal. Oh. With an oh. I. Yes. Oh. So much. Uh, does, does it ring any bells? Is Crystal? Has Crystal. It got a long Crystal second? is a, one of the most uh, expensive uh, champagnes. Well, mm-hmm. I looked it up. Um, Cristal, it's called. I believe so, Al. Is that how you turn it? I, I think it is Cristal. Well, I'm told that in yeah. hip-hop circles, <laughs> yeah. it's called Chrissy. Oh, yeah, they love it. <laughs> Bottle is of it? Chrissy, yeah. Um, They've shortened it and sort of made it a bit they, more matey, yeah, haven't people they? People like They're the notorious Chrissy. B.I.G. used to drink <laughs> Chrissy. Yeah. They should have called it Hind. Yeah, so it's like um, it's like I got the hip hop room at the Hotel of Wine. Yeah, Who's ironically, the, the notorious B.I.G. was drinking Chrissy in small glasses. Is that right? Oh, you know, because it's B.I.G. Small, biggie small. Oh, I see. Small. Sorry, um, sorry. Um, yeah, so so that was the only time I've been able to remember the name of my room, which was quite. Uh, well, oh, that, you know, can I just say you've just given away that you were rather upgraded. Was you I? were in one of the top suites. So it's what Chris, the Chrissy suite. No, not necessarily the Chrissy suite, but all mm-hmm. the champagne rooms. Oh, is that right? If you get, yeah. a, I mean, if you get the Dom P. Come on. I once stayed at a hotel divan, and my room was called Tap Water. So, um, <laughs> Sounds all right to me. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been free, that, shouldn't it, that room? That'd be great. Pasta Corvosier, Corv- that's what I remember. Who was that? I saw him live. Any help? It's, great. it's the great thing about working on music radio. Look around, nothing, hmm. blank-faced. Pasta Corvosier. <laughs> I was uh, I was at a, a craftwork gig once, and afterwards in the uh, in the af- the apray, <laughs> I was talking to Ralph Hutter of Craftwork, oh. and Grace Jones went past and said, uh, "Bye, Ralph. See you in Paris." <laughs> 
Oh, man, what a life these people lead. You've been keeping that anecdote up your sleeves. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. quite extraordinary cast of characters. Oh, yeah, Strictly Tonight. <laughs> oh, do you know I'm loving it? singing that a lot, you guys. And that theme tune, uh, whatever you think of Strictly, that is one of the great theme tunes of all time. Is it the gather round for mm-hmm. the key change. Oh, it gets, you know what? And it's increasing levels of jeopardy every oh, time man. it goes up. I yeah, and it. also the middle eight is almost... Oh. It's almost nothing oh. because they know the main theme is so good. That's all right, we're back. Yes. Now, the other week... You're a Dave Arch fan as well, Frank. Dave Arch, who I didn't know the name of until... Until he was mentioned in the room uh, off air, Dave Arch is the uh, the MD musical director, <laughs> and one the of MD? the yeah one of the the funniest things about Strictly <laughs> for me is the singers. Um, God bless them, <laughs> but they really make me laugh. Because everything is as if it was done by Frank Sinatra when the blokes do it. So the other week, me and Emily were talking about this. Uh, Me and Boz, my child, are backing um, this guy who's a CBBC presenter. That's... um, that's how we uh, that's how we choose our heroes on there, and he danced mm-hmm. to Spider Man, so you know the old classic Spider Man, Spider Man. <laughs> so they did it on there. Spider Man, Spider Man does whatever a spider can. Take a look overhead, can he swing on a thread? It, it was all like, and Buzz said to me, "Why are they singing it like that?" Which I thought was a very, you know, how kids cut to the heart of the matter. Hey there, there goes a Spider Man. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great dance, though. But uh, I'm surprised they didn't say that Spider-Man. Yeah, it's hard to enjoy the dance through my tears. So I was laughing that much. <laughs> Imagine if Frank Sinatra gets a cut. They want me to sing what? Spider-Man? Are you crazy? Um, yeah. So oh, that was that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> In the chill of night at the scene of a crime. Great lyrics. Mm. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Was well, that a good thing? Do they, you know when they have the, the famous people on, like Robbie Williams might do it? On, on, on Strictly. Doing earlier. the performance. And they sing and someone dances in front I of them. I find that very awkward and yeah. I love the show, I have to yeah, say. I'm a like huge that. fan. But I think there should be a pause in proceedings because it just feels like they're, it was intimate. They're serenading the couple. I just, you don't want the dancing <laughs> next to them. It's like, do you remember they used to have, they used to do things at um, the Miss World when a big singer would do a number with all the girls. I, I remember like Brian Ferry dancing in and out of these, these um, beauty queens. Singing, you think, oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> you got to keep the two. It's all got to be separated. Compartmentalisation, that's what you want. Oh, yeah. Bit of a tip there for the Strictly guys. <laughs> In the still of night at the scene of a crime. This is Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Um, remember my new jingle? Outside world, outside world, oh, the outside world. So have we heard from them? Yes, do you remember, Frank, you were talking about the Chrissy... Um, room earlier, which you stayed in. Oh, yes, the Chrissy room at the Hotel of Wine. Yes. 678 has got in touch. Frank, did you wear a denim samosa dungaree in your hip-hop Chrissy room? Oh, can you imagine if <laughs> I had? <laughs> if I had, it would have been a tribute to uh, Kylie Minogue. 
in a mechanic yeah. days. It, it may be worth explaining the yes. Samosa reference oh, to yes. the dungaree. I was talking about there is, a, a, there is a method of wearing dungarees where you only do one of the shoulder straps and that causes the bib to fall down and form mm-hmm. a denim Samosa. Yes. Um, a sort yeah. of three-cornered denim package. <laughs> It's a real talent you've got, that sort of imagery, I must oh, say. Oh, thank you, Alan. It's lovely. That's all right. Um, <laughs> a lovely moment. 329ers got in touch with um, with a reference to last week's show. Um, morning, uh, referencing last week, uh, it actually says ref last week, as if uh, referee. Uh, I am a wannabe goth. Um Still quite mysterious so far, isn't it? But I think we'll get there. Black is the only colour. And bonus, nothing ever clashes in your wardrobe. It continues. I need to clarify, the spiders were dead or were the shedded skins? Do you remember last week we uh, discussed picking up a dressing gown and somebody texted and said that they'd picked up a dressing gown and there was a large number. I can't remember, but I think it was something like 150 that they said... (laughs) Dead spiders. I need to clarify. (laughs) I need to clarify. The spiders were dead or were the shedded skins. And FYI, they were the Fulcus variety. F O L C U S. I did a spider dissertation in my in my teens, and that's from Celia. There's a lot in there, isn't there? There really is. Oh yeah. I hope that the uh, spider dissertation included an MP3 of Spider Man. (laughs) Spider Man does whatever a spider can. Um, yeah, well, yes, I remember it now. She, uh, it was a lady saying that mm. she took a bl- her black dressing gown out, yes. and that's how we arrived at her being a goth. And she said yes. it was covered in spiders, which we were all sort of slightly horrified by, but they were just dead mm-hmm. spiders, as if that isn't horrific enough. Yeah. How did they die <laughs> so on totally mass? Fine. Yeah. You see, I just keep a white one for the morning when I need to get going. Spider. A DG, and then uh, a grey, fluffy one for the evening when I'm settling down for the night. Well, I I have one of those um, foil <laughs> post London marathon wraps, which I took out of the wardrobe and was covered in silverfish. Which uh, that was a stranger. Do you still get silverfish? When I lived back home in the council house in Birmingham, if you got up in the night and put the light on, there'd be a great scurrying of silverfish across the floor. Do you know them? They're like tiny little fish, but with legs. I mean, when you say, do you know them? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know silverfish. There'll well, be people out there. They look like very, very, very tiny white bait, but with legs. And they, they all sort of scurried off when the light came on. Are they in the same gang as earwigs? Oh, they were much smaller than earwigs. An earwig could use one as a backpack. I've seen it happen. I haven't seen it. That's a lie. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We go out an hour later on the um, on the decade stations, as you know, which means that something that we discussed an hour ago, we now get text messages about. So. Um, so we are getting some messages telling you that you can buy uh, Happy Meals. Oh, good. <laughs> good we discussed that. a while ago. I like that. 159 is telling you uh, not often you get kids buying them, the parents buy them. So who's to say who will eat it? Mm. Which I think is a good point. It, is, it is a good point. I mean, you could be watched. You know, CCTV's everywhere now. Yeah. By the way, I remember it was Buster Rhymes that did Pass the Corvosier. Very good. Oh, was it? It was. They are. Steve Myers. Does he? Thanks for the tip. (laughs) (laughs) He has a request. Would you ever release the off-air segments of the show as a podcast? We often hear you having a chuckle when you come back from adverts or songs mm-hmm. and would love to be able to know what you'd been chatting about. That question to Frank Skinner. Well, if I was diagnosed with a killer disease and decided upon a scorched earth policy, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, as far as my exit was concerned, yes, I'd happily release all the off-air conversations. What about what I was Just... saying this morning? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Just going to Google legal insurance and see <laughs> exactly. that runs through before we do that. Is there a sort of equivalent <laughs> of uh, injury lawyers for 
Per- perjury. Was it be libel? Or, yeah. Libel liars for you. <laughs> I love a for you. Very good. Said something terrible about a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> Call us. In the screen off air. <laughs> <laughs> accidentally put it on a podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, accidentally oh edited and putting it neat very neatly together on a on a podcast with advert breaks. <laughs> Call us. Oh. oh, here's a good question. Uh, 194, Mandy Silver has said, Yes, Frank, I often buy a happy cheeseburger meal for myself. I always say no toy, thank you. Should I have a discount if Tell I don't have it. a toy? That's an interesting that's a, point. That's yeah. exactly the sort of thinking I approve of. Toy or book? Yes, you get offered. She even refuses yeah. the book. Oh. Maybe she should go toy book brackets discount close brackets yeah i i don't yeah i see i would they would argue i think they're not included in the price they are a free gift a brucey bonus yeah i think so did we in our day was the hamburglar the free gift oh the hamburglar little toy are you not familiar with the hamburglar i don't remember the hamburglar alan are you familiar with the hamburglar yeah yeah would you catch the hamburglar was I mean it's not it was sort of glamorising burglary essentially mm. he was and a, ham yeah. and ham he had the traditional thieves thieves garb but uh, it was a pig was it black and white sweater and little mascal maybe and a, uh, some I swag think so, yeah. I don't remember that yeah. at all he, he I was don't, the I don't mischievous remember being a pig though no he wasn't a pig. I saw a hamburglar no. it kind of made sense no they didn't think yeah. it through okay okay. No, that has completely... You know when people mention stuff and it's utterly and completely passed you by? A TV show or something, and yet nothing. The Hamburglar doesn't even ring a tiny, tiny distant he bell. He was the character. He had very slender legs. He was this was in McDonald's, was it? It would, if I'm completely honest in with you. Honest. <laughs> was it? Okay. Yes. Okay. Encouraging crime there <laughs> as, a, yes. as, as a side... In a fast food outlet. <laughs> Here on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, Emily has put me right on the hamburger. Like, I was starting to think, because I had zero memory of it, <laughs> that, um, that maybe she'd made a mistake, but no. I no. just passed me by as burglars. You had other passed stuff. Passed me like a thief in the night. You had other stuff mm. going on then in the 80s. Mm, I did. Simon. Was there um, some heavy drinking involved that you mean means that you might have missed like whimsical yeah, advertising unless, slogans? Unless anyone left a hamburger on waste ground, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> Simon Grant has <clears throat> been in touch, mm. and I rather like. Uh, Simon Grant's just his uh, nod to the Hamburglar to put it in terms Frank may understand mm. the Hamburglar was to Ronald McDonald as the master is to Doctor Who oh, do you understand? oh see I see so there was a there was a sort of arch enemy for Ronald McDonald yeah very yeah. Uh, Moriarty the Hamburglar yeah. was very Moriarty mm-hmm. So we've um, Emily showed me a picture of him, and there were also um, accomplices. There was the pork embezzler, <laughs> oh. and uh, the ba- <laughs> the bacon bigamist. Well, there oh, were yeah. others. You may laugh, but as uh, Jamie Wood has pointed out, if you thought Hamburglar was weird, what about Grimace, which was some kind of purple thing? Looks like the cu- it looked like someone's had to dress up in a purple costume for sort of National Prune Week or something. Yeah, okay. And mm. more Tracy ter- Shaw. <laughs> and more oh. terrifying, yeah. Officer Big Mac. Oh, OK. Like Did he Would wear you- a Big Mac? Officer well, Big Mac? As Jamie says, it appears to be the result of some kind of hideous genetic experiment. It's a giant Big Mac head and then a, a police uniform. Oh. oh. It's, so there's an old McDonald's underworld that, I, that passed me by <laughs> completely. Um, mm. And... Um, so Ronald McDonald's either imprisoned or um, finished them off in some uh, dark <laughs> method. 
Oh, I've never seen them. It's a fallen they angel. Could, they could do some kind of origin story. <laughs> that would be that would be brilliant. I'd like. I, I would watch If you go that. right back, um, Ronald McDonald. I think his great granddad had a farm. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Old old McDonald had a farm. Yeah, yeah. I think I know the postcode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! Anyway, we've talked a lot about McDonald's. We'll have Burger King on the phone. We pay for uh, we pay to advertise on. I don't know if they do. I don't think they do. In other news, Darlington Jack has retweeted uh, Molly Goodfellow's tweet. She asked, uh, "Do you think there's a tuck shop in the Vatican?" Hmm. And Darlington Jack said, "If anyone on here can answer that, it's at Frank on the radio." Oh, and maybe at Pontifex. Now, mm. the fact that you have been tweeted with at Pontifex. Yeah, well, there's, there's, a, there's a cafe at the Vatican, but I don't, there isn't actually a talk shop. <laughs> Not the sort of place where Billy Bond to the fat owl of the remove would go for jammy dodgers, not that kind of... I don't mm. know, do, do people still have talk shops? They're not called talk shops anymore. Talk shops would be somewhere where you went for your um, um, surgery, wouldn't they? Oh, oh, yeah. That's what they should have. They should have a cosmetic <laughs> surgery place called the Talk Shop. The why talk why shop. don't people... I don't know. The punning title... I feel people are really missing opportunities. <laughs> I'd be happy to go there. <laughs> and they, they should all dress as Friar Talk, everyone who works there. <laughs> I'm riffing. I'm riffing. Have you noticed? I'm riffing. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I'd like to speak to you about um, uh, a hero and I use the term advisedly, who's gone viral, uh, Christian Rutgering, I've probably said that not quite right, who's a, a football fan who was spotted uh, watching his team FC20. Lovely, uh, Al, the way you did that. Did I? Did mm. I do that all right? 20. That is, that, is that um, what they call them now, FC20? 20. Because they used to be called 20 day. Because oh, Enchida is the, is the town they come from. <laughs> the reason I remember that is there was a Ron Atkinson press conference, I remember, when he was manager of Man United. <laughs> His name makes me laugh. And he was talking about, I think it was Arnold Muir and he was talking about, who was a Man United player. And he said, um, I can't remember where he, where he started, but and uh, I, I don't know how old he is either. And somebody shouted, one of the journalists said, 20 Enchida. He said, was he? God, I thought he was older than that. <laughs> he, he thought, he seriously thought they'd said 20 yesterday. It's a terrible, chaotic <laughs> moment when nobody knew what was going on. That, that was back when press conferences were written by sitcom writers. Wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if only they still were. But yeah, so um, FC20 was always called 20 inch. It's got to be the same. Oh, see, team. this is why I like working with Skinner. He knows all this. But FC Twente, <laughs> you're going to keep saying it like, yeah, I like it because <laughs> I seem to recall, and I know Frank, you will be able to enlighten me. I think that was the Steve McLaren, wasn't that when oh. he went to manage a team and there was that video of him saying, "We were what you call it." Yeah, when he uh, became, yeah. uh, he, he became, became Dutch. temporarily Dutch. He did. I, was it FC Twente? Apparently, it's the only time he ever went Dutch. Um, <laughs> I don't on. know if that Come was... Come on, that deserves something more than that. But anyway, this bloke, Al, yeah. Sorry, as you Al. say, yes. has become a, he, a strange he's, um, hero. He's been lauded as a hero for... Um, and I'm not exaggerating, he carried... 48 beers back to his seat in one go. <laughs> yeah, not cans uh, we're talking. We're talking about open... Uh, yeah. Pints. Um, I mean, I read an article that said he didn't spill a drop, but I don't think there's any scientific proof of that. No, um, I don't want to be too if I, if I carried, cynical. If I carried 48 beers and didn't spill a drop, I'd be going back to the bar with a friend of mine <laughs> in Birmingham. <laughs> if it was more than like half an inch from the top, I remember he used to go, short measure! He always used to say it really loudly, like I'm very intimidated. It's quite a big bloke as well. 
Um, I'll well, tell you what. Brilliant, can I... Brilliantly, Christian uh, said that it wasn't even a record in his social group and mentions a friend of his who in the past has carried 50 beers in one go, which I love. Well, there's some... Um... Are you talking about his friend, Joel Shen? Yes. Oh, OK, thank God, you. God, you've done, yeah. Yes, you research. know I like to remember these characters' names, Frank. I, for me, yeah. this sounds like one of those... Um, remember you used to get, like, written maths <laughs> questions in exams? Um, five crates he carried full of 48 beers. Well, what? That's mm. a difficult division, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Because when you look yeah. at it, the, I can't see any gap, so it just doesn't make any sense. It and would also, make more sense for it to be four crates with twelve beers. Exactly. Per crate. So one exactly. has three in it only, presumably. Well, no, it didn't look. They look like four on the picture. And also, you need the, the rest of the the sum. I want to know how many is in his social group. <laughs> Is, and then uh, you've is got FC twenty part of this sum. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. and then um, ninety minutes as well. So you've got oh. a. It's like how many, if how many men yeah. or oh, could be women? How many men or women does it? Ta- how long does it take them to drink um, forty eight pints of beer? You know what I mean. You need some of the other figures here. If he's mm-hmm. with, you know, if he's with twenty four people. It's not so bad, is it? Easy maths, yeah. Yeah. Who who are the people? If he's with four people. What is he if he's with the world's strongest man? Let's sink those in 20 seconds. Probably just with his old age pension (laughs) of father. (laughs) (laughs) Off they go. Awful. We're discussing this morning on Absolute Radio the 48... Pint legend, mm-hmm. Christian Rotergering, who supports FC yeah. Twente, and and we've had um, we've had a good bit of information actually from the outside world. Um, I think you'll appreciate this because we love facts on this show, don't we? The mm. um, <laughs> five has texted in. The world record for the number of pints carried is by another Dutchman called Gert de Beers. Oh, okay. Oh. You, you get it? Makes sense. Good. It's a joke. It's good. It's good. Fool me. Because I liked it. I didn't. I didn't want to tee it up as a joke because I liked it. As no, as it worked. I was fooled. As they Tough used crowd. to say on Tough catchphrase, crowd. it's uh, it's it's good, but it's not right. <laughs> Look, um, I'm just happy to see somebody carrying something rather than dragging it behind them on wheels. Oh yeah. What about that? Well, that wouldn't work, would it? I do remember when I went to the darts at Ali Pali, Mm. one of the greatest nights of my life. Mm. Uh, That's a good theme. You know, you have to, you sing that. You say, do you know that? Yeah, Sarah knows it, you see. Was (laughs) time of our lives. Is that? Never felt. Is that what they play at the darts? So you sing the theme, but anyway, when I went to the darts, I went to order two pints and they said it was a four-pint minimum. Four-pint minimum. You weren't allowed to order less than four pints. Wow. That's yes. great. I had to carry the four pints back. That is um, double tops. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> um, so what I'm saying is maybe this character, who knows, maybe FC Twente had a, some sort of pintage minimum. Right, like 46 pints minimum. <laughs> And he thought, well, I might as well get, I might as well get around for a couple of extra for spillage. Exactly, yeah. but he didn't spill a drop. <laughs> let's not forget. Yeah, I think this is why a lot of football fans have switched to Class A drugs, isn't it? It's just the transportation <laughs> of mm-hmm. problems. Yeah. That's what a policeman was actually telling me that as a fact, <laughs> but not the transportation. I've added that as a, as a comic twist on it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, That's it did remind. In the sort, it reminded me of like um, Dutch um, drinking problems in mm. general, and there used to be an advert on the telly for the traditional uh, Dutch drink, Advocar. Oh yeah, remember that? That was um, my favourite, Snowball. Advocar was a sort of a yeah, yellowy, creamy, alcoholic thing that was always the last bottle to go in when people who had wine cabinets in their homes. Mm-hmm. And there used to be an advert for it, which was a, a sort of a jolly 
very happy looking Dutch man drinking Advocon and Advocon if you do you remember the company that made um, was it Warnings yes a Warnings <laughs> and he said evenings and mornings I drink Warnings and I thought <laughs> no one questioned the Mornings element of that <laughs> slogan I thought no wonder he's smiling this bloke Drinks it evenings and mornings, and even though it's mornings, please. Yeah, but it's mornings. Yeah, well, of course, it sounds a bit like warnings. You think he might have picked up on that? But now, very genial. Um, I have alcohol for breakfast. Is what he was saying. But of course, it sort of rhymed. He got away with it. Yeah, it's the old uh, Pam Air strategy. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. <laughs> we, um, we occasionally read out a correction uh, for something that we've got wrong uh, on the show, like mm. that time that I called um, a, a frying pan the wrong name. I oh, think it was yeah. meant to be split and I called it something else. Anyway... Um, a skillet, I'd like to read it? out yeah. a correct journey. Um, 773 has said, please get your facts about football correct in your news bulletin. Leeds hosts Wolves, not the other way round, as I'm on my way to Elland Road. And then about nine exclamation marks. Well, what, there, was a, there was a mistake on the news I now. can exclusively... Hey, hey, we're all fallible, guys. Of course, of course. Fallible. I can... Uh, I would like to confirm 773. If the Pope's listening, not you, obviously. <laughs> Is that right? Not you at Pontifex. <laughs> I can confirm 773. You are absolutely right. Leeds do host walls. What about if mm. people have listened to our news bulletin and now are heading off to Molyneux for the Leeds game, oh. driving oh. like, oh. you know, what, what is it, about 100 <laughs> miles? I know Absolutely. this because I'm riskily playing Rafinha today. So there you go. Oh, in, in, your, um, in your... Still winning, Frank. Thank yes, you. Emily is um, top <laughs> of the league in her fantasy football thing. Comedians FPL. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Russell Howard's chasing me. I'd keep that to yourself. <laughs> I think that, that's Isn't one for our off-air podcast. <laughs> it's not the type. Not rough. It's a libel podcast. Can I ask you a question about the, the 48 pints man? Um, oh, yeah. I have I've used to go to a lot of uh, baseball in the United States of America. Uh-huh. I've actually flown over there, watched four consecutive days of baseball at the New York Mets, who then played at Shea Stadium, and then uh, and then flown back. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is, when you go to a, a baseball game in America, you're not off to the bar and off to the refreshments. They just walk up. There's people with trays of beers. There's people with Cracker Jack pop corn hot dogs walking up and down and it's a brilliant oh. thing if you if you want to uh, let's say a, a, some cracker jack yeah. which is like you know toffee with nuts in you go here mate here, and then you pass your money right along the row they give it to the guy and the cracker jack and the change is passed by you know 10 12 people and comes back to you it's almost as wow. if they make it easy for people to eat a lot in America. Yes. <laughs> but you do end up having a lot more because you think, well, I don't want to miss the game or I don't want to queue up. Then you think, I'm not really hungry, but here's the cracker jack guy right yeah. next to me. I've, do you know, I've never come back from America and uh, been able to successfully do up the button on my trousers. No, I can, I can understand that. But is it because <laughs> the reason we don't do it here... Is it because the UK authorities think that people wouldn't be trusted to pass the money <laughs> along and the change back? Or, or the beer, possibly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, just, yeah, you'd just hand over your money and that would... a cheeky sip. Oh, that'd be the end of it. You hand over, the, hand over the money and then it's just gone. And if you say anything, it's like a big bloke staring at you and you have to just take it. Well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on the fans as well. You wouldn't want to... Risk that at you know. Oh, spe- speaking of drinks, um, Faye, our assistant producer, was just off out, so she went to well, where is it? She goes Whole Foods, and I said, "Get me a, a smoothie 
and I said, uh, she said, what kind do you want? And I said, well, something like, you know, banana-y, mango I don't want too much citrus this early in the morning. And, she, and fair enough, she came back with uh, a thing that's called pure happiness. Oh, oh, lovely. Friend. Not for me, thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alan, that's your absolute nightmare. Made by a company called <laughs> Grassroots. Okay. Um, I'm going to make this a cliffhanger because we got the face <laughs> off. I just want—I want to tell you about about if this is pure happiness. Well, you can keep it. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I was talking about um, the grassroots company's drink, Pure Happiness. Oh, yeah. So it's arrived, Pure Happiness, and um, I had a... You know, I love a quiz. So I held up the bottle to to Emily and said, what flavour do you think this drink is? And she said, what is it, carrot? And I said, no. It isn't carrot, but I know why you guess carrot because of its <laughs> profound orangeness. However, it's oh. strawberry, banana, and mango. What she said? What? So I had a little look at the uh, ingredients of the uh, Pure Happiness strawberry, banana, mango flavour drink. And okay, here we go with the ingredients. Here we go. Orange juice. <gasps> orange juice. Sixty-seven percent. Hold hard. So, why is it even called strawberry, banana, mango? No mention of orange juice. It's mm-hmm. like when they, you know, when they used to get people to like do the voice for um, yeah. for um, Audrey Hepburn in My Fair Lady. <laughs> it's like that orange, <laughs> orange juice. What if I was allergic to orange juice and I'm buying a drink which is strawberry, banana, mango and then I get back 67% orange juice? It's too early Mm. for citrus. Anyway, Uh I read on strawberry 11%. (laughs) Oh, well, thanks Mm -hmm. for turning up, strawberry. (laughs) I mean, when you say I read on, don't make it sound like it's paradise really gay. And then, um, well, uh, you say that, it's pure happiness. (laughs) Uh, banana mango listed, but with no percentage. That's how they have just... I mean, it's just past a banana and a mango outside of greengrocers. Mm-hmm. And then it says may contain nuts and celery. I can oh, see how you might drop nuts into some of it. Cel- how does that accidentally arrive? I hate celery. I it's one of the worst foods on the planet. Celery, as you know, is like eating a violin. Do you know what? I often think of that that person who called you a bit of a get, and I don't know what they were talking about. Well, look. Mm. Strawberry, banana, mango. If I said to you, what is the 67% presence? I think you'd have guessed it was one of them. They'd they'd be in your first three guesses. Orange juice dominates the affair. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I mean, that to me is... I mean, I'm fine. You know, I can handle orange juice, but it's not what I want yeah. to. What have asked for orange? I'm not, I blame, I'm not blaming I think, Faye. I think this whole link has been like a civic duty. It's like a public service announcement that you're doing here. It's, it's almost like this, watching Watchdog or something. I yeah. think this whole link has been a bit of an emotional meltdown. I think gra- <laughs> grassroots need to pull their socks off. That's, that's uh, the upshot of all this. I should say, before we go any further on the show, newsflash, 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 uh, Emily Dean in a fantasy football (laughs) uh, league, it's now been established that across the nation of all the fantasy football leagues, she is in the top 2% of the uh, fantasy football... um, Place rankings. Rankings, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. She's uptown top ranking <laughs> with That's Althea and Donna. There you go. I would sing it, but it's impossible to sing it without doing a West Indian accent. I know, but I'm worried now, you see. Oh. This is, you know, pride comes before a Marquis Smith and all that. Yes, well, you know, enjoy mm. it though, enjoy it while you can. I think yeah. that's always good. 
It's like, you know, you might be like, you remember when Whole City, like, went, seemed to be oh, yeah. winning every week for the first half of the season and then dropped like a mighty mm-hmm. stone? Still stayed up there. This is Just my... don't tilt to your team on the yeah. pitch. Okay. That's this this oh, is yeah. my. Uh... Yeah, you know what? I'll enjoy my five minutes. Yeah, and who's yeah. to say it, it will be five minutes? But don't hold back and wait. Okay. It's that, you know, there's that thing that used to go around the internet about <laughs> um, a, a, a bloke's wife was hit by a lorry or something and and um, and destroyed, and then he finds um, some stuff that she's been keeping for best. Oh. And the moral of this story is um, yeah. always keep the receipt. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Um, can we please... Thank you for honouring me, Frank. No. Can we please discuss nice. the Nigel Fest? I love oh, this yes. news. There was a pub landlord, white wine mm. for the lady. Was it fruit-based drink for the lady? Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, maybe she'd like to try pure <laughs> happiness. That's mm. the worst chat-up line I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. A pub landlord called Nigel Smith... Mm. He's been very concerned that the UK is set to become a Nigel-free zone. The name is facing extinction as there were no Nigels mm. born in 2016 or 2020. Well, there are no Nigels born, presumably. No, in those intervening oh. years, 2017 through 19, there mm. were some Nigels born. I don't think anyone is born, are they, with a name? Don't they have to be registered at some point? Oh, but you know what I yeah, mean. I Come on, I'm being, you're being I'm very good. I'm being picky. Pickypedia, that's what they call me. Why don't you're treating me like that ingredients list, Frank? No, I'm sorry. Um, Can, did I tell you that when we registered bars, mm. um, uh, you have to go and officially give the name oh, yeah. across. So Boz Cody, his name is, and we told her that. And then we started chatting to the registrar. And she said, yeah, we get a lot of people, you know, come in who say, yeah, we want to call her, I don't know, Roseanne. And I say, oh, you're spelling that. And they go, oh, I don't know. don't know. And yeah. she said, we are not allowed to tell them a spelling. So they have to. She said, so a lot of people uh, misspell the names and we're not allowed to correct them because we're, we're, we're not allowed input on the name. Oh. Just, just saying. Okay. Um, that seems like a strange rule, doesn't it? It's it does. That they can't just intervene and say, you've spelled that wrong. I believe that's why uh, Jackie Buddy, if you remember her, she was J-A-C-K-I-E-Y, for that reason, I believe. Oh, OK, yeah. yeah. Um, you see a lot, I mean, I don't, it doesn't really matter, I suppose, mm, but there'll be no regularised spelling unless the registrar step in eventually. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is yeah. not a... Nigel, this Nigel, who runs the Fleece Inn... Not somewhere you'd want to go, Al, in uh, Worcestershire. No, sounds too expensive. Although I do have a fleece, so maybe I would be welcome there. Mm. He's offering a free pint to anyone who shows up with the ID, proving they're a Nigel. Uh. He wants to... 2019, I think he got 432 Nigels together. He's now aiming for 1,000 Nigels in the fleece. If Nigella Lawson turned up, would he he give her... I bet he'd give her the drink, wouldn't he? Because she's Nigella Lawson, I guess. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> she I mean, won't turn up, let's face it. Part of the reason he's so passionate, guys, is because he says he was born at the... Well, as he described it, he said, I was born in 1963. There were 5,000 Nigels born. It was Pete Nigel. Wow, 5,000 Nigels. That is... Uh, <laughs> that'd be a wonderful name for an opera. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me write that in my uh, opera ideas book. Oh, yeah. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Just uh, in the midst of the Nigels, yeah. what about... Uh, outside world, outside world, war, the outside world. Mm. Yes. It's my second favourite jingle. We've got some silverfish news in from, mm. for example... Oh, yes, I was talking about when when I used to uh, get up in the morning and put the light on, uh, there would be the the um, frantic movement of silverfish, which are tiny insects, um, all scattering back into the skirting board. Eight, six, eight. 
Yes, I can confirm, Frank, the white bait with legs, also known as silverfish, still exist. Mm. The workshop where I work is riddled with them. You usually... Riddled, it's never good. No, you don't want to be riddled. Mm. That's what I said to Rod. Um, You usually spot them when you open or move cardboard boxes. Mm. As I believe they feed on the cellulose in the cardboard. They do not. (laughs) Take that back. Wow. Um, I'll tell you the interesting thing about silverfish. It's the person who named them. Yes. They do look a bit like little fish, certainly. They do. But if I was going to name them, I'd take the fish element yeah. and then I would have an added bit that showed that they moved on on ground, that they had legs, and that's what differ- right. differentiated oh. them from normal fish. Silverfish is not oh, that I- helpful in saying what's distinctive about them in the uh, fish category. You're Land fish yeah. would have been good. Yeah. Landfish would work. Silverfish sounds a bit too much like they could be in the same tank as goldfish. Exactly, exactly. They've got no business in that tank. Get out. Very poor name. Nobody talks about bronzefish. They don't even get a mention. There might be bronzefish out there. I mean, you've still meddled. Yeah, they say. exactly. Mm. <laughs> we've seen, we've had an also uh, on the silverfish front. Very popular today, the silverfish. Mm. Eight seven four. Are oh, the silverfish are they extinct? I can't have seen one for nearly forty years. Now it's more likely to refer to a hipster coffee shop or a financial trading app. Is it? Mm. I did not know that. There you go. I think they're just using those names. It's yes. just uh, that's the sort of thing that people call stuff, isn't it? What about if this person lives in a Baco foil lined house and there's loads of silverfish? They just they cannot be detected. How, what are, <laughs> what are silverfish attracted to? Um, Is it silver? No. Oh. I don't know what they. What, what did that woman say they they come out for? The cellulose. Collagen in the cardboard. Co- oh, no, collagen. Cellulose. That's <laughs> collagen is. Oh, collagen of its wake up. And what about all those glamour models wake up and their lips are utterly encrusted in silverfish? What a terrible image. Don't those women go through enough when they've got to go and empty their own bins in their underwear? I feel for them. I was looking at the list of um, popular names. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, Nigel Smith is right. The Nigels have dropped right out. I tell you what I was surprised. Mm. It's the similarity of the male-female that number one in both Mm. charts, one is Oliver and one's Olivia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How would you explain? That's that's a big coincidence, isn't it? Mm. It is, isn't it? Mm. I I thought of you when I read it because um, it says in the article that Lucifer is risen. <gasps> yes, I mean, <laughs> in, more in more Lucifers ways than one. Than there used to be. There's um, fifteen. There's fif- fifteen. Fifteen Lucifers last year, and only three Jesuses. I think we can see the trend. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not even counting yeah. Catherine Jenkins. No, was, you know, the agent of Lucifer on Earth. Are there fifteen <laughs> Lucifers? Yeah. Good Do you think, think the olive Olivier thing comes from the popularity of pizzas? And Olivier, people just look so Larry. They just looked at their pizzas and thought, <laughs> what can I have? Because carizzo is not bad. Actually, anchovy for a girl. Yeah. Because she could call her Anne if she didn't uh, like it. I quite like Imagine someone with a single... If you anchovy Dean would be quite a nice... No, I just call myself anchovy. Yeah, that'd be oh, good. My name? It's Anne Chovy. Oh, that's... And then, I, you know what I'd say? It would be my little sign-off. It would be my thing I'd say, as in the pizza. That's what I'd say. That'd be great. And you yeah. could get silverfish <laughs> for merchandise. Oh, that'd be moving merchandise. <laughs> it really take off. I was talking about this exact subject to my friend Artie Chuck just the other day. Oh... I'll tell you what does surprise me, that still in 2021, the royal names oh, yeah. are a big... Like, there's oh, an Ar- nice. Archie's and Harry's and George's all right. Can you believe mm-hmm. that that still influences people now? 
Yeah, yeah really not does. so many Camillas, it seems. No. Oh, well, if we'd be. have had a girl, we were going to call her Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth the Queen Mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I like it. Do you know? Long though, isn't it? It is a bit long. Didn't crop up in the swings. In the end, we had we had a boy, um, so it was fine. <laughs> but Can I? Uh, yeah. There were fifteen Lucifers. I think there mm. are uh, a few Judases as well. Wow. Oh. Do you think the 15 Lucifers are a direct um, response to Radio 4's adaptation of Paradise Lost? <laughs> 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 They've turned it round that quickly. Imagine calling your kid Lucifer, though, for goodness sake. Do you know what, though? I quite respect that because... Do you? Well, sometimes <laughs> these Lucifers, you know, they're stealthy creatures, whereas at least you know what you're getting into. Someone walks in, hello, I'm Lucifer... They've named it after the series, Frank. I look popular forward... popular TV show. Next year, how many oh, be heels of bubs is there going to be? <laughs> yeah. Did I tell you the mate of mine who worked for Wolverhampton Council met a bloke called Darth Vader? No. And he said to him, are you a big Star Wars fan? And he said, no, not really. And he said, oh... <laughs> He said, well, is it a nickname? He said, no, it's my name. And there'd been, um, in order to publicise a, um, a new Star Wars film on Beacon 303, the Wolverhampton radio, they had a competition, and if you um, change your name to Darth Vader, you won um, tickets for the, the, the premiere or whatever. Yeah. So he changed his name, and then they contacted him after and said... Um, We'll pay, you know, we'll pay for you to have it changed back. And he said, no, no, it's all right. Kids like it. (laughs) (laughs) And he just kept it. Um, Not a big Star Wars fan. That's what I love about it. (laughs) Mr. Vader, like Mr. Rascal. Yeah, it's a a strange um, tale. (laughs) It's it's one of the most Wolverhampton stories I've ever heard in my life. But there you go. So look, um, we come we come to the end of the show. Thank you for listening to us. And you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out.